o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorens in the early break. We have Mike Schaefer here in studio, as we do every Thursday from 7 to 8, 24-7 sports. Good morning, Schaefer. How are you? I am uh, I'm doing well. I'm like, doing well. It's today. You know, I, I, signing day used to be very busy for you, I'm sure, in the past before it got to December now. But like, what is today like for you now that both signing days are past? Well, now uh, you're you're. Not really kicking off 2023 recruiting. Nebraska already has three commits, including one they got earlier this week in Dwight Boodle. But you're just kind of turning your attention in that direction, uh, as Nebraska already has uh, in terms of offers that they've made. And you're trying to figure out, okay, who are they actually interested in? What position of need is going to be really valuable in this class? So you're putting one class to bed. You're getting another class awake and, and dressed and ready for school. Uh, you know, it never ends. I mean, recruiting is is a 12-month oh. thing. Uh, Tony Elliott from Virginia had a really sort of interesting quote yesterday, and I'm just going to paraphrase Tony on Elliott, it. help yeah. us with that name. Um, well, yeah. and trust me, it's whenever I see the Virginia thing pop up, I have to remind myself he was just hired as their coach there. Like, there oh, was geez. so much coaching Tony movement. Elliott. I don't know that name. Like, you you know, I don't know if you oh, guys Virginia's ever have Virginia's head this. coach. Yeah, you have to, you have to like, sit and – and like now, think of who the head coaches are because yeah, there's bit. been so much change. Tony where did he but, come from? He's a NASCAR driver. Well, where did he come from? NASCAR driver. Uh, Clemson. He was a Clemson offensive coordinator. Okay, okay. Gotcha. So, okay. Um, he's he had a kind of an interesting comment about basically with the transfer portal, um, with the way recruiting has even shifted harder to to getting out further ahead. Uh, just that the there is no slow period in the calendar anymore. Like this not. month, February, coaches can't bring anybody in, but they have to recruit this entire time. It's I a mean, dead period. You you got to get a jump on twenty twenty three. You got to get things lined up. That you know, Nebraska has a visit set up March fifth. I think, uh, I think it's March fifth. But one of the first days in March, another junior day. Like they they've got to have things kind of lined up and ready to go. That the direction. dead period. When we talk about dead periods. So- so the uninitiated understand a dead period entails what that you can't do you can be on the phone with a kid but you can't go you can't go off campus and the kid can't come to you but you can the phone activity never ends right yeah so it's never totally dead yep that's always there that's uh and then you know you have your your dms your instagram your twitter your text messaging like it's just a non-stop ending cycle uh it's a it's a nonstop thing, and then of course you know there's regulations where you can only contact a kid x amount of times. Well, the easy way around that, you can have someone else from the staff basically be like, "Hey, you should reach out to the coach this week." So then, yeah, it's all you know, fair. As long as the kid is calling, it doesn't count as a primary contact with the phone, you know, so on and so forth. So there, it, it is really. When we get into the discussion, and I'm sure that we'll have it at some point, whether it's today or later, about 
the potential of moving the signing day or the, the transfer period or anything like that. It is really interesting to, to get some of the comments from the coaches of just like, they're trying and struggling to find some sort of work-life balance. Ah, uh, yeah, good luck I definitely that. can identify with Yeah, well, here's what I'd say to that. Good luck um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and balance, really. Uh, there's not. That, that's a, I mean, that's just a, this sort of idealistic notion that in this world you can have a work-life. Do you think balance life, is a myth? Work-life balance. Who has that? Uh, there's people that do. Yeah. They just don't work in this industry. Yeah. And by this industry, I mean the coaches. There's not, not a lot. Not so much the media. Yeah. Anyway, what, we got to talk to Schaefer about this class, okay? Yeah. And and how it, about uh, how about that it, as a novel Are your concept? glasses yeah. fogged over? Is that what happened here? What's yeah. going on? How, well, how I was trying to read your hat. Oh, okay. Why, why, why'd you take your glasses off then to read? Yeah, you're right. I can read it with my glasses You should on. read it with the glasses yeah, on. Yeah, you're usually. foggy. Okay. Foggy now, not foggy. <laughs> um, okay. I just like you're. I, I don't you know, know what to expect. Here. Hey, hey, hey! Let's talk to him. But can we talk about the defensive part of this? Well, class? how about the t- two new additions and then, the, then we'll get to perfect. That. Nebraska adds two players yesterday. AJ Allen flips from TCU to Nebraska, running back, and then also at 11 a.m. they flip four-star receiver Janarian Bonner from Georgia Tech to Nebraska. Tell us about those two players and what happened with the flips. And just your thoughts on them? Yeah, well, so AJ Allen came on to uh, came onto the board when when Brian Applewhite became a real target for Nebraska. Um, you know, Scott Frost talked about that yesterday that this wasn't someone that they were really aware of and, until Applewhite put him on him. And obviously, Applewhite has a great relationship with him. Recruited uh, recruited AJ Allen to TCU, and so when when that happened nebraska immediately saw another running back that they were interested in and they they wanted trevante citizen a running back out of louisiana but that was going to be a really where'd he go i don't know i my guess was google it my guess is lsu that's where he was committed before Uh, trevante citizen and i know michigan state miami auburn florida were all involved uh and allegedly he was gonna make it to nebraska for an official visit Miami. miami There you go. That was his last visit. Thank you, Jake. You're welcome. Um, So they they had, you know, another running back that they looked at in terms of A.J. Allen, and and Frost admitted he came away pretty smitten with him, and the kid really likes Brian Applewhite. And so there's a lot of opportunity here. I mean, you you think about it like the replacement of a running backs coach. You have Ramir Johnson, but if any kid that just Googles his stats, they're not going to come away thinking, oh, this guy has that job on lockdown. So right. there's a there's a good opportunity in Lincoln and and you know he was leaving a TCU program where I don't know that he felt as strongly about the new coaching staff as the new the coaching old, staff the old coaching staff the new so, coaching staff is the new coach is Sonny Dykes oh that's right he was not a NASCAR driver yeah, um, could be one too yeah okay. so it, it just kind of all worked itself in for Nebraska and AJ Allen now with Bonner that one's a little bit different I don't know Janarian exactly. Bonner how he came on the radar though there is Pitt and LSU had both offered him before he had committed to Georgia Tech so he was someone that they knew he had missed all of his junior year I think because of an injury so he was a little bit unheralded in terms of his his playing but people knew who he was he had a good senior year though very good senior senior year year. like a 50 catch senior year and then like 816 yards nine touchdowns yeah Andrew Ivins from 24-7 Sports was at the championship games in Georgia and thought that he came away as one of the best players that day. So that's, you know, as big of a compliment as you can kind uh, of Yeah, get. what does that tell you? Um, and you know what else he is? 
63197. There's some debate on its actual size. Really? So, uh 24/7 Sports has him at 6 foot 1. Okay. I know he's been listed at 6 foot 3. Parker Gabriel yeah. had him listed at 6 foot 3. We can probably Let's split you. the gap generally okay. with recruits, but um you know, so he's a bigger wide receiver. He's a more of an outside physical presence. You know, like he's not, I don't think he's as big as Omar Manning, but the idea would be eventually you need to replace that. So uh, that was a, an interesting addition, and his name really was off the radar until Steve Wolfbunk put it out on Monday morning, and then, uh, you know, it came out that he had visited previously over the weekend, quietly had been committed to Georgia Tech. It seemed like Georgia Tech wanted to, to keep him, but when he didn't sign in December, they knew they needed to kind of go uh, in a different direction. So they, they went and got another receiver, and the window was open, and Nebraska was right there. Okay. I, this is somewhat – I'm just going to be transparent. I have to do later a podcast with Parker, and it's, it's – and it's, I do too. Okay. Okay. Now, what my segment is is about the defense, and there's some questions, but I thought, you know what – I'll just ask these questions of Schaefer um, <laughs> and then parrot what Schaefer says for the podcast. Okay, the biggest win as far as the defense goes in this class has got to be the secondary, correct? Yeah, I yeah for sure. And the biggest win within the secondary recruiting would be? Probably Tommy Hill. Yeah, because he, he has a shot to start at corner. Tommy Hill or Omar Brown. Yeah, okay, um, let me write this down. And I, I feel like Tommy Hill would be the biggest <laughs> win because he had – an unbelievably short recruitment. I mean, basically went into the portal, went to Nebraska, committed, and that's a guy that would have had interest from any program in the country. He's the highest-rated transfer portal addition. Wow. Nebraska's added, according right? to 24-7 sports. Okay. Uh, they absolutely loved him out of high school, where he could have been a wide receiver, could have been a defensive back uh, as either a corner or a safety. He goes to Arizona State as a corner, will be a corner at Nebraska. Really talented kid. Um, again, this is someone they wanted, desperately wanted in the 21 class. Couldn't ever get him to campus because the world shut down. And when they finally were able to get him to campus, he was completely in a uh, great relationship with Travis Fisher. He's got three years of eligibility, um, or well, four years of eligibility, three seasons to, to complete that. So there's, there's a lot to like there from a long-term perspective. And then the next close one would be Omar Brown. I just feel like Hill, there was more suitors. So it's a tougher, you know, to to pull that off the way that they did. Nebraska did a really nice job. Um, would you say Omar Brown's a pure corner? Yes. Okay. I I think Omar Brown has a more likelihood to start right away. Oh, really? He's got really? a little more experience than Tommy Hill, given that Tommy has one start in his career and Omar Brown has like, uh, I don't know, twenty five at the the FCS level. Team stopped throwing his way. That's why he moved up. Um, I I put him as my number one player in this class. Omar Brown, yeah. So I I think he's going to to come in and and push his way in. But if we know anything about Travis Fisher, he rotates these guys. They're going to get opportunities. There's going to be some cross training. A guy that you think is a corner could end up as a safety. A guy you think is a safety could end up as a corner. Braxton Clark, who I thought was a safety, started as a corner, could end up as a safety mm. at the end of his career. Yep. Who the hell knows? Is okay. Basically what I'm saying. So, was, of these guys that they signed in the secondary, and I think Jake, I think there's five, five. What's what? What do you expect in terms of playing time? Is could Deshaun Singleton work himself into playing time? Yeah, I, I Coffeeville transfer. So I think he's a really kind of quietly important person because. If you look at it this way, everyone knows Nebraska needs safeties. You lose Markel Dismuke. You lose 
um, Deontay Williams. You've got Miles Farmer. You don't know what Napola or uh, Noah Pola Gates is at this point. You like Kobe Brett. You like Isaac Gifford, but he could be moving to a different position. You might have to move some people around. Seems like you got to go take more than one safety, but they must really like Deshaun Singleton. They didn't go into the portal specifically to get a safety. And so Deshaun Singleton, I think, is going to play quite a bit as a as a um, transfer safety from Coffeeville. Yeah, uh, the Coffeeville or Hutchinson. 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 Hutchinson, Hutchinson community. Hutchinson. Yes, Hutchinson. my bad correction. Hutchinson. Yeah. Hutchinson. He's a blue dragon, I think. So yes. um, it's be. a it's a deal where I you know I don't think that he's going to be a star, but like what if he's Byerson Cockrell? You know what if he's just an extremely competent guy who can start for you for a few years? Like that's. That Undersized would be really good tackle. for Nebraska <laughs> at, at safety. Nothing. Um, what yeah. was that? Undersized Thomas? safety you can't tackle. Um, the the um, I you know that would be this guy Singleton six three, mm-hmm. uh, one ninety version. Yeah, getting toward two hundred. Okay, so five guys we've covered: Tommy Hill in the secondary, Deshaun Singleton in the secondary, Omar Brown in the secondary. Now you have also you have Jaleel Martin. Can't you have Grage Stanger. You have Jaden Gold. And then there's one more. The kid that had. Uh, Mar- to- Malcolm Hartzog. And one more. The kid who had been committed to Alabama, corner. Oh, Javier Morton. Yeah, Javier Morton. Javier t- Morton can be another safety for you as well. Oh, so. not, a, not a corner. Um, No, no, Schaefer. What they, part? they they brought him in. They told him corner. Yeah. I have real questions if okay. his speed is going to allow okay. him to stay at corner. But they did so. tell him corner. Yeah, sure. Javier Mar- Morton. They told Gage Stinger he might get an opportunity at quarterback, too, so they say things. Like, I, they do think <laughs> Javier, it's important. But, but Javier Morton was originally committed to Alabama. Yeah, in 2018. Long time ago. Um, long time I, ago. Javier Morton, I don't have a lot of expectation for. Okay, um, why do you say that? I, I, I think I understand, but I want you to tell the listeners. Well, I mean, so everyone's going to go to what he was once ranked and where he was once committed. And all the kind of background research I've done is that he's not that same player anymore. He doesn't have the same burst. He's not the fastest guy. There's a real question if he could stay on the outside because of speed. It's not like he went and was tremendous at, uh, I think he was at Garden City Community College. Um, You know, he was fine. He played a little bit there. I I just think that he's got a steeper learning curve to go um, than a Deshaun Singleton. And so... And then when, when the athleticism starts to come into question, it almost makes me wonder if this is a guy that they aren't sort of mentally in their mind hoping they can move from the third level to the second level hmm. where you can be fast for a linebacker and maybe he can help you in coverage or he can play as like a nickel corner. But they said boundary corner to him. I'm just skeptical of the speed. Okay. But there's been times where this has been the case before. You know, Quentin Newsom. Everyone else recruited him. Safety, 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 safety. Really? And when we're talking about this, really? we're talking about Georgia. We're talking about Auburn. Yeah, we're talking about surprised. SEC teams. He's a what does Travis Fisher see? Corner. corner. He's a good What did one. Quentin Newsom do last year? Good. Played pretty damn well as a pretty corner. Good corner. Good year. Good so, corner and probably um, trending toward Nebraska, you know, just because everyone else sees X doesn't mean Travis Fisher does. Okay, that's a pretty good rundown. The uh, defensive line right now, again, is an area where you lost, you lost Jordan Riley to – to Oregon, he lost other pieces to graduation. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you feel good about the secondary what they added, but where where do you stand now with the defensive Brody line? Brody Tagalo got a lot of concerns with the defensive line. There you go. Uh, okay, but then, now that's Brody Tagalo. That's well, right. and then I'm not saying this to be a jerk, but he committed because of Tony Tuioti. Tony okay. Tuioti's not here anymore. Like I, 
you know, if Brody Tagaloa is here for five years, I'd be pretty stunned. Um, it's just hard to totally know. get it. Yeah. The reality of this is they they added twenty eight pieces or twenty seven pieces basically yesterday. Twenty eight. Um, yeah. Or they finished it off. You're gonna lose people from that. Brody Tagaloa, without his the coach that recruited him here, already kind of a question mark because he didn't play his senior year. He barely played um, his junior year because of COVID. He played a lot as a sophomore and was injured as a freshman. So this is a guy that needs a lot of time. He's not someone that's a plug-and-play right away. No. The coach that no. recruited him is no longer here. So, you know, Brody Tagaloa, there, there's a lot of things that he has that's to That's it, Jake. Through. That's the only lineman they signed. Now, here's he, the deal. He, he lost a bunch of players from last here's year. Here's two takeaways. They're going into the portal to get a defensive lineman. And they're going to have to fight literally everyone. Okay. They, there's that. They need a couple, right? They need one. How many do they need? Now, here's the, but here's the, here's the other thing that Frost did point out yesterday that made sense to me, which they're playing even a lot, so they don't need as many defensive linemen as they did when they were playing odd. You know, you see what I'm saying? Interior well, big. That's because you'll move some of those linebackers down to be essentially. Right, right. Do you see the, that? Do you understand, I, I, Jake? Yeah, but you still need to have some pieces. The question they, well, they have me, some. You've lost a lot. The, the, the question to me isn't even the pass rush anymore. It's do you have enough interior presence? That's what I'm talking about. And I don't think they do. Okay, so let's, let's stop. Is gone. Yeah, so they have Casey Rogers, Ty Robinson, Nash Hutmacher. Now, now, now who? After that, who are we talking Marquise about? Marquise Black and Ruquan Buckley become the next couple names. Young guys. About. Young yeah. guys. Don't don't have any idea of those right. guys. Right. Yeah. So they, they've got to go out and get someone. And here's how hard it is to get defensive linemen in the portal. Oregon just get, got Jordan Riley. Jordan Riley did what at Nebraska? And the thing is, I consider Jordan Riley a loss because of the depth standpoint of at least you have another body there. But it's not like he was out, you know, completely tearing things no, up. And no. this is a guy they had a lot of high hopes for. You go back to March of 2020, the one interview we got before everything shut down, there's a lot of Jordan Riley talk that day. I know. And not a whole lot has occurred for him in the two seasons since. You know where there's defensive linemen? In the southeast part of America. <laughs> you know you know where they stay? In the southeast part of America. You know who needs them desperately as much as Nebraska? The southeast part of America. <laughs> Where they're from. I mean, it's so there's just certain positions that are plentiful in the in the portal: <laughs> defensive back, wide receiver, mm -hmm. quarterback. Yeah, and then there's running back, and then there's ones that are just really, really hard to find: offensive line, defensive pass line. rushers. Yeah, and then you're just everybody wants makers there. Hard to get them. Yeah. So yeah, the portal. It always is there for you, but it's not an easy answer necessarily. I, and I didn't, the I didn't go yesterday. I didn't read everything that Scott Frost said. Um, we can help you with that. Did anyone ask him how they plan to balance the portal and the the four-year recruiting going No, forward? not really. No. Because that's been a conversation from other coaches, and I think that's really fascinating. Yeah, it is. Because to me, at a place like Nebraska, you don't – live with the portal you supplement with the portal you okay. have to recruit well i would love to hear you and guys. sam McEwen of the world herald debate this sam has had thoughts on it and he was more oriented toward 10 a year you know 10, portal, 10 little, portal players a year i would be a little less than that because if you're taking 10 a year like at some point you can't take 28 or 32 players like nebraska has to get to the point where they're only taking 22 to 25 
Yeah. Because in theory, your roster shouldn't just be the Grand Central Station. <laughs> right. Constant turnover, yeah. So, and now... Now, Sam's argument back to that, and I'm just guessing. I, now, listen, I, I don't want to misrepresent what he said. Right. They did write a column well, I, about I've it. i talked to him about this Okay, before. and he has, he has been right. heavy portal. Oh, yeah, and I, I get it. It sort of depends on how much attrition you expect every year because that's going to dictate how many. But I don't think a place like Nebraska can survive only taking 15 high school kids. Like, I just – because you're not going to – like, there are no guys – No foundation, took, right? Like, yeah, you don't have a foundation. There's guys they took in the portal that aren't going to do anything for them. You know how I know that? Because Marquis Step exists. Because this is how it works. That's fair. Because Michigan State took all of those guys, and all anyone ever wants to talk about is like that they flipped it in one year. And then if you go through and you look, and it's like, well, they had a hell of a left tackle that they brought in, and then Kenneth Walker, and then a couple guys on defense were in their top eight in terms of tackles. And then here's seven guys who never did anything for him. Mm -hmm. So you can take as many as you want. There's still going to be the finite amount that actually break through and are valuable for you. Ah, that's a tough and so if you're not developing the high school kids, and especially if you can't get linemen out of the portal, and you only took one defensive lineman, a high school defensive lineman right now in this cycle, and last cycle you only took two, and one of them is Jalen Weaver, and I don't think you're going to get anything out of them for another year plus. You've got Ruquan Buckley over two years. That's your defensive okay, line. Okay, now here's the here's the underlying discussion. It's not underlined with everybody, but the, there's this there's this Nebraska did well. You know, Frost did a good job fortifying the roster at receiver and running back and secondary. But what about this line discussion? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, what about offensive line? What about defensive line? Yeah, what about it? It lingers like a stale fart in the room. I mean, they they don't have. Very eloquent. Anything um, to be excited about no, with their offense or defensive line. That's uh, definitely that's concerning. Trenches are important. I, and it vital. means everything. They're vital. Yeah, that means everything. Yeah, I, look. It means everything. Donovan Rayola doesn't have his name attached to a single player in this class. That concerns me. Yeah. He didn't yeah. bring in a single guy for an official visit unless they had someone that came in quietly. Uh -oh. That concerns me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Like and I'm not trying to pick on him specifically. Yeah, he but didn't it's have much his time. job. Yeah, Look at what time. Bill Bush did. They went and they got an FCS kicker and an FCS punter who were going to step in and be starters. Mickey Joseph brought Trey Palmer. Right. Mm -hmm. Steve Cooper helped him bring in Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. They mm -hmm. went and got to Coldus Crawford and Janarian Bonner to help, you know, mm -hmm. yep. blend in with yep. the development. Yep. Brian Applewhite, AJ Allen. Yeah. Like yeah, you gotta yeah. They contribute. The there. whole concern with Rayola is he's never done it before. That's fair. Right now he has a zero. He doesn't even have an F. He has a zero. It's oh. an incomplete. Yeah. Oh boy, in his first go around. Yeah. Now you you're looking at uh, next year. You have Gunnar Katula. They're hoping to get Sam Sledge, so you get a little easy footing in terms of bringing in some in closer to home offensive linemen. But you know we're we're talking about like Mike Dawson and, and Eric Shenander have to really work the portal to find defensive linemen. Nebraska probably needs another offensive lineman. They do the portal so as it, well. So it's is it the same conversation? Everybody's looking for offensive linemen. Generally, yeah, yeah, because think of where Nebraska was hoping to bring. Got You got to hope you have a connection. I mean, some of the best ones they were coaching. after came from Cornell. Uh -huh. uh, there was that kid that was from the other upstate uh, Northeast school, mm -hmm. uh, the Sacred Heart kid. I can't yeah, think of his yeah. name. East Tennessee State yeah. had an offense shorts. I mean, yeah. So who went to LSU? Like, who went it's to not LSU. like you're talking about. Oh, you're going to go raid Wisconsin, Alabama, like no. some of these big. Uh, no, you're. No, you almost have to know somebody. Yeah. Right? 
it's look, it's not easy. And so I'm not trying to again, I'm I'm not trying to to take any shots at Rayola for this, but it is noticeable. Your veteran coaches came in and brought people with as the right great away. defender of coaches everywhere. I yes, that's me. Um <laughs> Could you say, well, he wasn't here for very long to develop any sort well, of relationship? Well, we just ran through Mark right. Whipple, right. two quarterbacks, right. 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 Mickey Joseph, like five guys. Now, now, but on now, now, but again, I'm in position of defense. defense. All right, Sipple Cochran Law Firm, Johnny Cochran. Um, I got you. Okay, Mickey had <laughs> Mickey was coaching at LSU had prior relationships sure. with the receivers Bush sort of like prior relationships. Um, who else are we talking about? Applewhite, prior relationship with A.J. Allen. Donovan Rayola coaching with the Bears, yep. wasn't involved in recruiting at right. all. So that's my defense. Th- that's a great defense. Yeah. Scott Frost hired him. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, He's on that's the staff. That would be my problem. I'm just defending right. one part of the conversation. Yeah. Well, sure. Um, I, that, now, what again. Donovan Rayola has to do is this. I'll tell you what Donovan Rayola has to do. He has to take what he has – and it has to make that better. So there's a blo- there's a lot of young guys in the program that he has to get ready to go now. Guys that we don't talk about as much, but guys that we do talk about too. Turner Corcoran, sure. Um, ben Hart. Um, come on, help me out. Who who else are we talking about? Well, I mean, so the, the big Prohaska. Thank you, Jake. Henry Lutovsky. Lutovsky is a big one. Yeah, that's a big. You one. You want to see if. Nori can, Nori. can build off of last that, year. He's, oh, there's five right there. You got to take those guys and get them better. Sure, and find a center, which is his area of expertise. Right. Maybe that's, that's sure. yeah. maybe that's Ethan Piper. It, maybe it's Hickson. Um, who else? That'd be the two. Those are well, and then Corcoran's. But he's Corcoran could be yeah. spring Corcoran center, and and Newelli could play center yeah. too. Uh, no, it all comes back to this was a conscious choice of you have a one-year window that you need to win, and yeah. you hired an offensive line coach with Maybe, no experience. Yeah. Well, he has experience coaching line, just not recruiting. Sure, no recruiting, college experience, no recruiting story, experience. Right. Yeah, that's never fair. Been a, never been the actual assistant line fair. coach anywhere. Very fair. If you have any questions for Mike Schaefer, please call or text 402-464-5685. More next on Early Break on the Ticket.